0: this little light
1: of mine i'm gonna let it shine hello and welcome to flourish mine, with me tiffany boyd I'm this is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention this i'm a mom to three beautiful boys a wife I'm a friend an entrepreneur shine. and so many let other things shine. When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission, or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. everybody and welcome to the Flourish podcast. I'm here with Emily Barnard who is also Emily and her stars. You are an astrologist, a medium, an intuitive and an alignment coach um, and you also have a podcast, Things That Make You Go Woo. And I am so, so excited to have you here today. Emily is going to be a monthly feature on the Flourish podcast with the astrology reading for the month. So this month, of course, will be August, but this is our first show together. So I wanted to take some time and introduce Emily and give you a chance to get to know who she is and what astrology is before we dive into the actual reading for the month. So Emily, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you discovered your gifts and got into astrology? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, thank you
0: so much for having me. I'm so excited for this little partnership and that you reached out. I'm just so touched and your story and how you're evolving is beautiful and amazing. So, thank you for having me. First, of thank all. you. <laughs> thank you. I'm so happy to be um, here. Thank you. So, yeah, it's um it's been a wild ride kind of how I got to astrology. Um I I think my grandmother honestly brought me to it, and I think she brought it to me after she passed away. We were very close. She's my maternal grandmother, and she lived till she was about 96. And I always remember she would cut my horoscope out of the newspaper for my birthday, and kind of if there was a good week coming or something, she was always keeping up with that in the paper, and it was always lighthearted but um, very endearing. It was just, I knew she always was looking out for me and what was going on in the stars. And after she passed, I missed that. I missed my little cutout from the paper. And so I treated myself to sort of a bigger astrology reading with Natalie wellstein over at Cosmic Calling. And from there, I just kind of tumbled down a deep rabbit hole of I never had really in my entire life felt so validated, so seen, so um, understood. And it made this, it made my inner dialogue that I've always had with myself that was, well, maybe I'm not doing that right. Or this is not how everybody else is doing it. It made it make sense. Mm. And even after we cleaned, kind of cleaned out her home and, you know, you're going through papers and things, I had found a note she had written to herself as my grandmother, a um on the day she moved from her house into sort of a smaller apartment and she was you know i think she copied it out of the paper but it talked how jupiter was going to be kind of helping her through that transition um so she had this piece of paper that talked about how jupiter on that particular day was going to be helping her through her move and through her transition from her home into a smaller um, apartment and it was just a really beautiful little piece to find. And I truly believe she's guiding me from the other side on this astrology journey.
1: That's just incredible. So I wonder, I, I feel like we're living in a time where there's a sort of this mass awakening and it is a lot more culturally acceptable to embrace the woo these days, (laughs) even than five years ago or 10 years ago. So when I hear about people who who learned their craft or got their gifts or got their sort of first glimpse into some of these, um, into these healing arts or into sort of these mystical practices. I'm always so amazed when it comes from somebody from another generation. Where do you think your grandma got it from?
0: It's so interesting. I have done some, I'm a big history nerd, and there is a woman in particular that was kind of a prime astrologist in the United States. And kind of came into her fame during the roaring 20s and then the stock market crash of the 30s, she predicted, she even had a a weekly radio station program. So I think it was there, and I think people enjoyed it and talked about it, but then, as it fell out of fashion, as you will, Mm -hmm. they maybe didn't talk about it as much, but I think it probably was there all her life, just in the background a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. Incredible. And I know I've reflected this to you, but I've started living my life in connection with what's happening um, through astrology. And I'm not an expert. I'm far from it. So I rely on people like yourselves to get that insight But what I have found is that it really gives you this power of of sort of knowledge around what the energy is going to be like, and you can start to adjust your life to make key decisions and get insight into what's happening around you. So I totally appreciate how valuable it is. And I think, um, speaking of the history, I think even back in the time of kings and queens, they often had an astrologer. help inform their decision-making.
0: Astrology was actually taught in most major European universities until the 1700s. So it was in fact a science for a long, long time before it of course became known as witchcraft and and was kind of tamped down. But I do think there is evidence that shows that we have looked to the stars for the answers of what's going on in our day-to-day life from the beginning of mankind it's it's ruled our lives always and whether or not it's in fashion or not kind of <laughs> ebbs and flows but I think if we can understand and live by something that's bigger than ourselves mm-hmm. it's it so helps you to align and fall into sort of the ease and grace of living here on earth
1: mm-hmm. and being in that flow um so how did you discover because you're you're an astrologer you're a medium you're an intuitive that's uh those are that's a huge range uh, of gifts <laughs> how did you discover that you had these gifts so interesting to
0: when we share these stories kind of within our circles and, and talking with other intuitives. And I do think I was always a sensitive child. I was not the child that necessarily saw ghosts or had imaginary play friends or even sort of was interested in the woo my entire life. I was interested in it as a child to an extent. And then there comes a time where you put those childish things away. You turn into a teenager. Mm -hmm. You decide what you're going to do with the rest of your life as a career. I decided I was going to be a graphic designer. And then life happens. Mm -hmm. And it was in the moments I would slow down that I would find myself being called to read my horoscope or buy a box of oracle cards or just little things that would come along. I've always collected feathers. I didn't necessarily take them as a sign from a loved one, but I enjoyed when nature presented me with what I felt like were gifts. So for me, I think as I, you know, I'm, I'm 44 this year and that kind of feels magical in some ways, but it's this age where you kind of drop back into your authentic self. I probably feel closer to myself as as a 12 or 13 year old than I have since I was that age, because there's this freedom that you finally allow yourself to go after the things that light you up, whether it interest anybody else or not. And once I started down the little rabbit hole of astrology, I would listen to a podcast here and there. I was introduced to Monica Tenkate. She's a medium who had a reality show on TV for a while. I listened to her podcast and then I would find um, Squamish medium, Danielle Serink in Canada. And from there I took an internship and it's just one thing has always led to another. Now, I will say, I wasn't even, the Akashic records weren't even on my radar as something I was going to consider. And I just kept getting called to them. And so now it's interesting to see how I'm kind of tying them into your past life and your future destiny within your astrology chart and just helping us all to feel more aligned and more comfortable in our authentic selves.
1: I love that. How beautiful. And it, it comes through in your energy and your voice, how true it is that you are truly living your authentic self. And I just think what a beautiful role model for people to see that you can just be who you are and what bliss that brings to, to your being and acknowledging and embracing that. Um, So was it, And this is a bit of a hard question, but I do like to ask it because I think it's important because people that are on the other side of this, where maybe they haven't acknowledged or embraced or taking that step through fear into who they are, was Mm -hmm. it an easy transition for you? Was it hard? How did you make that shift from graphic designer, Emily, the graphic designer to to Emily, the astrologer medium? How did that happen? Uh, Well,
0: I... I have a lot of Aries in my chart and Aries is all about ignition and getting excited about new actions, but they're also highly distractible. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's a lot of times where I would go after something and get really excited for about, oh, eight months to a year and a half. And then I'm like, no, I don't feel like doing that anymore. So I've owned knitting stores. I have Built websites. I made Boy Scout patches. I mean, you name it. I've probably done it. I've had a greeting card company. So for me, I've had to release some of the shame I felt around that because I think in our generation, we were told you can be anything you want to be. But in being told that, there came with sort of this expectation that no matter what you chose, you better be the best at it because you got to pick Mm -hmm. and you better make it. Fulfill you. And even if you turned your passion into your career, it needed to be everything. And for a long time, I've chased that. And I think with astrology for me and mediumship, especially, I do it because I enjoy it. I don't do it because it's going to make me wealthy or because I'm going to build a name for myself. It's because I find myself doing it at the end of the day, no matter what. And it's the first time I've stepped back from feeling the shame around that of not having a traditional career or Mm -hmm. making, you know, I could be an astronaut. I could be a judge. You you come with all these ideas when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I'd settle on this, but um, I think it's important to allow yourself to grow and change because we aren't meant to stay Mm -hmm. in one career forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise,
1: Saturn wouldn't come into our lives once every 30 years and shake things up. (laughs) right (laughs) that's right and yeah one thing I'm big on uh, and anyone that follows me knows I do believe very strongly that we're not just one thing we weren't meant to be one thing and I don't think we need to identify with any one thing but the gifts that you have collected the knowledge the experience the wisdom that you have collected in your path you bring forward I was even remarking to you how gorgeous your newsletter is. And so just a quick plug, if people do not follow or subscribe, they should to Emily's newsletter. It's gorgeous. It's informative, but your graphic design skills are aiding your capacity to communicate this information to the world. And I think that we need to start looking at things a little bit differently. And so I love your story and how it reflects that, that you can grow and evolve. And I think I just want to honor you for, for embracing and honoring that for yourself, that you didn't get caught in the shame and make the decision that wasn't best for you and frankly for the world who you're now serving in the way that you are. So that's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and this is a good segue into what so and I think you've touched on it already, but what does living uh with intention mean to you? How do you balance all of these things?
0: Uh, it's, I think for me, the biggest lesson has been around releasing and letting go in the ebb and flow that is life. Mm -hmm. Because not only do the stars dictate the energy that comes into our life every month, but then we also have these exterior planets that are going to pull sometimes in 20 and 30 year cycles. And so to understand that It may be a Monday and you are determined that this is going to be your most efficient Monday ever. (laughs) But if the stars and things aren't aligned and your body isn't feeling it, and you have to just surrender and say, This Monday is going to suck. Mm -hmm. But to not feel the shame around it and to say, You know what? I understand that it didn't work today and I'm not going to give up on my entire week. I'll try again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That idea of living in a cycle that's bigger than 24 hours, I think is super important.
1: Love that. Yeah, I've been playing a little bit with not only living in alignment with, with the stars and the planets, but even the moon cycle, starting to structure when I take meaningful rest and when I allow creative insight and ideas to come through and when I'm a powerhouse for work and allowing that um, sort of those those rhythms of nature to come back in how I live my life instead of fighting it. And sort of prescribing, like you say, a 24-hour schedule that we've just kind of created this construct that we're sort of forcing all the time. That's brilliant. I love that. For the people that don't know, and we've been talking a little bit about astrology, for, for someone who who is just brand new to the subject matter, how would you describe what astrology is?
0: Astrology is It's a non-professional science, but it is a way of keeping track of the the planets, the asteroids and the things within our immediate solar system and our immediate um, orbit of the sun and how they affect us. We know for a fact that the moon affects our tides and the moon is tiny. If you look at the size of Saturn, even compared to the sun, The amount of force that these planets do actually have on us and have on our entire solar system are immense. Now, that being said, I think the interesting thing about astrology is when you're born, you're given a birth chart. It's the it's sort of a snapshot of what's going on in the sky on the day you were born. And it's as individual as a fingerprint. I mean, even twins born, you know, on the same day at the same hospital can have different charts, can have different challenges. So it's important to understand your own unique blueprint. Now that is to say, it's not a roadmap. It's not, these are the exact things that are going to happen, but it's going to tell you how to How to move through life with a little bit more ease and where you may find struggles or where you may find talents and gifts and so understanding even just. What your sun sign is what even your moon sign is what rules your emotions um, what some of your triggers are when it comes to communication or love. These things are huge that give us insights into our own psyche. And once we understand ourselves on that level, we're much more forgiving and understanding of others within our circle, within our life, because we can say, I understand you don't see this the same way. And that isn't wrong. There's nothing wrong with that viewpoint. We are just made differently.
1: Yeah, no, it's incredible. And uh, I feel like astrology is one of those subjects that is Exactly that a rabbit hole. The more you get into it, the more interested you become, the more you realize there is to learn. And I feel like you can just continue to get richer and richer and more insights. It's um yeah. And I have had people say that you know they get a little intimidated around astrology.
0: They're afraid there's a lot of math, or they, it's this whole other language of symbols you have to learn. And for me, I personally really enjoy breaking it down into its simplest. Yeah. Simplest forms, which are elements at the end of the day, fire, earth, air, and water rule everything within astrology over and over. You can find these patterns. So if you can break it down into kind of digestible pieces, it's much easier to digest in the beginning.
1: Totally. I think that is a great segue to get into the energy report or the astrology report for August. So what have we got in store?
0: (laughs) Well, August is actually, I think it's going to be a good month for a lot of people. That being said, we are still in 2021, which is all about teaching us how to change and evolve and release some of these expectations. the beginning of August, so from the 1st through the 21st, we are still in Leo season. And Leo is ruled by the sun. It's also a fire sign. So it likes to get started. It likes that ignition. It likes to get excited about things. And Leo being in the middle of the Zodiac does this in a way where it is expanding not only itself, but also helping those around it in its immediate circle. So friends and family. Leo, a lot of times, is considered like the class clown or the actor. They like to bring everybody up to speed and get as excited with them as they are. (laughs) So it's a great kind of end of summer feeling, right? You want to finish up all these fun activities with friends. You want to, you know, you're still dreaming about leftover weekends that you've got. And and just enjoying the beauty of summer. Now of course in the in the southern hemisphere they're just kind of wrapping up with winter and getting ready for spring so it's it's the same I so can you talk it,
1: a little bit about what will be mm-hmm.
0: at the end of the month next the next phase. Now after the 22nd we will be moving into Virgo season and Virgo is the epitome of back to school energy. They love routines. They love um, simplifying and making things work more efficiently. So they're going to take any of these big ideas or things that have happened over the summer and say, okay, that's great, but how can we make this work to our benefit? And we have a lot of planets in and going through Virgo, especially here this month. So that'll be an overbait line theme for sure.
1: The Leo energy is really about ramping up that excitement, um, allowing ideas to flow through, getting momentum. And then we move into Virgo and that helps us actually build the structure and the construct around us to help to get some of those things done. Is that fair? That's completely correct. Yes. Okay. That's great to know. Yeah, Even that is just so helpful to just allow yourself that space to get excited, knowing that you can figure out the details later and embracing Mm -hmm. that energy of of new, new ideas and insights right now.
0: That's right, because we're gonna get the support later in the month to really figure out how to make it all work. So you don't have to do that right now.
1: Wonderful. Are there any big takeaways from your perspective from this month outside of sort of those those main themes? Things to be aware of or cautious a of. A
0: really big theme this month is going to be that your your own personal wounds may be pushed a little bit. So things that make you feel uncomfortable, whether it's in communication or whether it's, you know, a a childhood wound from this lifetime, a feeling of abandonment, or if it's um, you know, a paternal wound, something, but be aware of these internal wounds that you have. And if they come up, are you going to react the same way this time to them? Or are you going to find a new way? And I think this is really gonna come into play if we go back to work and then all of a sudden we're gonna have mask mandates again, or is this going to be, we go to school, but then we have to change what that really looks like on a week to week basis. Um, Flexibility is important. And to understand you can, you can get really enthusiastic and you can have that spark to want to speak your mind but maybe take a pause and think before you do and think how can i be more flexible in this situation mm-hmm. this middle part of the year is teaching us okay we had 2020 that completely shook everything up 2021 is saying what are we keeping from that what can we allow to change and where can we move forward because we have to have an idea of what we want to do as a collective before we move into
1: 2022, mm-hmm. yeah. And from what I understand, the the moon is in Aquarius. The full moon is in Aquarius. It was in July, and it is also in August.
0: Full moon is so we have a, a blue moon this month, and there's a couple of different ways to determine a blue moon. It can either be two full moons in one calendar month. Or it can be four full moons within a season. So in this case, we have four full moons within summer. And why the third full moon is the blue moon and not the fourth? I don't make the rules. <laughs> but We have the third full moon of summer coming at the end of August. And it is an Aquarius. And this is a really good opportunity to embrace you know, the futuristic plans and ideas that you want to have In another six months, this is a great time to manifest to if you've got a project you want to launch or you want to launch a podcast, which is what you and I both did on the last Aquarius full moon. This is just a really great opportunity to let yourself shine.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I'm not an astrologer, but I I look at things uh, as well. The energy each month, uh, just intuitively. And I always pull cards and it's interesting how aligned and similar uh, some of the information that I got was as well, and what was really coming through for me, and I'm I'm loving that I'm hearing validation in what you're you're communicating around the astrology is that there are a lot of sort of push pull energies in some ways, you know, some restriction, but restriction for the purpose of expanding. You're moving through Correct. things, and so. Um, I actually pulled four cards because that's what came and it was this blend of sort of restriction and wisdom or gossip and victory and the idea that um, there are going to be some challenges but it's about intentionally as you say choosing how you want to move through those things how you want to react and how you want to grow and evolve and for me Aquarius energy is very much about that it's about who do we want to be as a collective in the greater good and how do we want to evolve and we own that in our own personal um in our own personal path and in owning that individually we inform the collective and i feel august is very much an opportunity for all of that as well so i got it differently than you did but very <laughs> similar um very so similar
0: message. yeah And I think it's important to remember that change is always going to come. And I I see so many clinging to the past and clinging to the ideal version of what they thought was perfect. And if we can release some of that that death grip on everything has to stay the same and know that it doesn't matter if it changes, if you want it to change or not, it's going to change. And allow that to come and and release some of your anger around it It would be really, really big. I do also see some influences with money coming into play this year. So it'll be this month, especially, it'll be interesting to see um, if the stock markets are affected in any way or if anything comes of that. I'm not predicting that by any means, (laughs) but we definitely have some energies pulling in that direction.
1: Okay. And are there any days that you would say stand out in the month that people should be aware of that will be particularly good days or particularly challenging days? So I think a really
0: great day this month is August 11th. It's very sort of fortuitous as we have Mercury moving into Virgo. Mercury is our planet of communication and it's moving into Virgo, which is all about sort of... Uh, What's the word? (laughs) It's that idea of of making things work better. So finally, maybe we can start all communicating on the same page in hopes of moving forward together. Um, I also think we've got oh, let's see here. The blue moon in Aquarius is also great. Mercury is moving into Leo. Into Libra, excuse me, at the end of the month. So we've got some really great energies and some great optimism coming in. I think the first two weeks, you know, from the 1st to about the 11th, maybe even the 14th, are going to be just a little tougher than as it's going to be towards the end of the month. I think from the 14th and 15th on, we'll have a little bit easier time with it. That being said, tricky days to watch out for could be right around the 14th and maybe again on the 24th in particular. Only other big thing I wanted to kind of bring forward in this month is that we are also going to be with Mercury moving into Virgo at the end of the month. We're going to have an extended period with this energy. And Mercury is going to go retrograde in the sign of Libra for quite a long time. And Libra is all about harmony and balance and finding you know, a common element within everyone. So I think this is also going to be a beautiful time where we're going to learn to hopefully communicate with each other in a little bit more understanding way, um, possibly something that will unite us in some way. So that's exciting energy coming up. And yeah, I, I love the fall energy as we kind of ground down into what's more realistic, get things going. And then we'll have um, Libra season where we get excited to share that with everyone.
1: Wonderful. That's so beautiful and so helpful. So Emily, uh, if people are interested in working with you or getting a hold of you, what are the best ways?
0: Well, right now the best way is to reach me through my Instagram account, Emily and Her Stars on Instagram. You can also email me, Emily and Her stars at gmail.com. <laughs> I hope to have my website up here pretty soon, Uh, but all of the links there are available for booking. You can link to the podcasts that I've done here recently and any other questions you might have are all found in that Instagram bio. So that's the best way for now.
1: Yes. And if people are not following Emily, they should be Uh, her Instagram account is visually gorgeous, but also just lovely in terms of the information and the energy. That's how I found Emily is actually through Instagram. And I contacted her and asked her to be on the podcast because I loved her feed so much. So please do go and follow Emily. Uh, And before we close today, Emily, is there a book that stands out for you? Um, And I know I'm putting you on the spot and I know everybody has so many books, but something that's coming to mind right now, that's been pivotal in your journey or, just something that stands out for really making a difference in your life?
0: Oh, gosh. You know, the very first thing that pops to mind for me is Megan Waterston's Mary Magdalene Revealed. Mm. That book for me was pivotal in shifting my mindset around spirituality and around even religion in some ways, because I, I tended to kind of come through my adolescence a little bit more agnostic, atheist, even if you will, I thought of myself. And so to come to uh, Christianity in such a way that was so feminine and to understand some of those key elements behind it, I just, that book to me really, really touched me in a deep way.
1: That's amazing. And I haven't read that book, so I'm going to get some more information and make sure I include the book in the show notes and all the ways to get a hold of Emily as I mentioned, Emily is going to be here once a month. So we'll get at the beginning of every month an update on the astrology for the month. So don't worry, we're going to get lots more of Emily. And I just want to thank you so much for being here for August. And oh, to-
0: thank you so much. Oh, thank you. you. This is an honor. Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, and of course, and to thank all the listeners uh, for taking one of their most valuable resources, which is their time to be here with me and with Emily today. So, thank you, everybody, and have a lovely August.
0: Bye bye, everyone. I'm gonna let
1: it shine,
0: let it shine.